the protectors of the wood podcast. The destruction of our planet is becoming real life. Remember that everyone can make a difference and every action counts. This podcast tells the story of misfit teenagers struggling to band together and help our world through this crisis. Episode number 65. The crowds descend on Sammy's coffee shop. The backyard was filling up with two long lines of people waiting to receive tickets for the concert. Phoebe ran to the back door of the coffee shop and surveyed the scene. The ticket distribution seemed to be moving along fine. She darted it inside and was shocked by the emptiness of the interior. Plates with half-eaten sandwiches and cups of coffee were everywhere. She ran toward the sound of loud voices. Abby was blocking a crowd pressing in at the front door. Hey, we're coming in. What's wrong with you people? Sammy, they're not listening to me. Uh, I'm sorry, sir. We don't have the tickets here. They're all being given out in the back. A man was pushing right up into Abby's face. Uh, Well, but how do we get there? I'm really sorry I'm late, Sammy. I'll take care of this. And Louis and Chief Santiago should be here any minute. I sure hope so. Looking through the people, Phoebe spotted Stephanie standing on the sidewalk with George, Eddie, Eddie's brother Chris, and Jeremy, surrounded by their equipment. They were obviously waiting for the crowd in front of the door to disperse. Some of the teenagers were starting to ride their skateboards up and back and make loud comments. Okay, everyone, just make a line and I'll give you all tickets right here. Chief Santiago walked up the sidewalk. BB, how's my girl? Everything going okay here? The people quickly fell into line. Just fine. Am I glad to see you. I can't even find parking in my own town these days. But I suppose I need the exercise. The chief knew people in line and cracked jokes. Phoebe handed out tickets and prayed that they would not run out. She could see a large group approaching from Main Street. Luis arrived and helped the band enter with their equipment. I've got to run. There are no more tickets. Anyone who arrives has to go around the corner to the backyard. Gilligan should be here to help. Sure, no problem. Oh, Luis. By the way, your sister and Shannon are doing a great job in the back. Luis smiled. The group on the sidewalk came closer. 
Phoebe darted through the shop to the backyard. She still had three tickets left. The scene behind the toy store and the coffee shop had returned to normal, except that it was now all about food and socializing, with soccer playing at a minimum. Only a few young children kicked a ball around. The ticket lines were gone. Shannon and Jasmine gave Phoebe the sign-in sheets and disappeared to see their friends. The heat was still ferocious. The crowd kept increasing. It began to look like a giant party, with people sitting and standing on the grass and the air full of chatter. Teens clustered together and played Wrong Way Again songs on their phones. There was some annoyance and anger at the back door. But Terence knew how to handle it. He had the knack of making it clear that there was no use in arguing. Things just are a certain way and that's it. Phoebe immediately joined him, taking the role of consoling disappointed groups of people, telling them to order food and enjoy the music outside on this lovely evening. Phoebe spotted Nico and Gio approaching her through the crowd. She stepped aside to speak to them privately. Something's going on. I can see it in your faces. We've been wandering around, and it's, um, different tonight. What kind of different? People doing things I wouldn't want them to do? I don't know. Maybe. What's maybe? Grown men standing by themselves. With nothing to do. Just watching. Where? In Stable Lane, mostly. Okay. Your job is to watch them from a distance without attracting attention. Tell me immediately if they do anything. Report it soon. Don't approach them. A peal of thunder threatened to ruin everyone's plans. But like the last two evenings, the sound gradually passed off into the distance. The crowd grew nervous and then sighed with relief. An evening haze settled over town. Shadows appeared. Stephanie, Abby, and Ellie came and went through the back door. Abby motioned to Phoebe to follow her away from the crowd. They're here, but don't do anything. I just want you to know. Who's here? Don't look until after I go back inside. Morphe's staff and his bodyguards. One of them's Mitch Connolly's uncle. Another's his older brother. I know them. Even Bob Bentley and his brother are out there. They've got some nerve, those criminals. There's even a couple of people I've never seen. Where are they? 
They're posted in a sort of half moon around us. You'll see if you look. I think there's six of them. I'm sure they're in front too. What are they going to do? Just watch and make sure I don't escape. We're definitely on plan B now. I'm gonna need your help. When? Whenever it's time to leave. They won't try anything here. What about the police? That's just a way to smoke me out. They don't want me talking to the police. They don't want anyone knowing what this is all about. Not even their own people. So I just wait? Exactly. In the meantime, try to save Sammy. He's taking the risks. That's where the police could really hurt all of us. But what should I do? You would know better than me. I've got to get back inside. The haze was turning to dark. But Phoebe was reluctant to turn on the soccer lights because anything outside the range became harder to see. The moon was rising, casting a silver glow in the darkness. She scanned the perimeter of the backyard and the yards next door and across Stable Lane. She noticed a couple of dim figures walking up and back in front of the houses across the street. And then she saw a man close by, just beyond the old fence. He was standing at the curb, motionless in the shadows. There were no houses on the near side of Stable Lane, just the torn fence. A white van drove up the narrow street. The man waved it into the vacant spot where he was standing. No one got out. Its lights went off, but a light came on inside. Phoebe could see a man's face. He was wearing a gray hat with a wide, flat brim. Another man was in the driver's seat beside him. Phoebe walked back to the steps and gave Terence the news. So you weren't exaggerating. That's, uh, that's bad news. I like to talk to Winderman. We need a legal strategy. We have rights, too. He must be somewhere inside. I'll get him out here. Phoebe slid along the wall, avoiding the area dominated by the band. Tables had been pushed aside and chairs set up in rows. Near the front door, Windeman was talking to Chief Santiago. I'm sorry to interrupt, but when you've got a chance, check in with us at the back door. It looks like we may get some visitors we don't want. Terence Williams would like a word with either one of you. I think I'd better stay here. Strangers are arriving. People I've never seen before. Phoebe quickly retreated to the back door. The party went on. The watchers stayed at a distance. 
the spotlight above the back door made a pool of light and people crowded together. Nico and Gio suddenly appeared at Phoebe's side. Reporting for duty! Nico made a crisp salute. Gio laughed. Nico pulled closer and spoke softly. A kid appeared and talked to one of the grown men doing nothing. The man gave him a bag and said, scatter them around under the tables and don't get caught. The money's in there. The kid walked off. What do you mean, a kid? Not an adult. More like me. Anyone with the kid? No. Tell me what he looks like. It was hard to see. He... He had a baseball cap and... He's a little taller than me. Anything else? He had sort of a coat on. I was telling Gio, what's he going to do with that? Did they see you? No. Fantastic work. I owe you. I'll see you both get free food at the coffee shop tomorrow. Now go off duty and see the concert. Gio whispered something to his brother. We like this better. We'll find out more stuff. I don't know. You're great at it, but it's dangerous. You should see the concert. Stephanie appeared behind Phoebe. Phoebe! My uncle's here from the Evansville record and Peabody too. Does this ticket thing apply to reporters? I let them both in. Is that terrible? Here's two tickets. I've got one left. Yes, and the concert's about to start. Stephanie kissed Phoebe on the cheek and ran off. The boys had disappeared. Suddenly guitars began tuning up. The conga drum laid out a rhythm. Testing, testing, one, two, three. Hey everyone, we're so glad to see you. We've got a great show tonight. We'll be getting started soon. The crowd grew restless and swarmed over the area near the back steps. A gust of wind blew dust and old leaves across the yard and a bolt of lightning lit up the sky above the half-moon cliffs. Thunder rolled. Facing the mirror Looks like a stranger Can recognize myself today Sometimes I think in your arms My fear would melt away God help me find a way 
for listening to the protectors of the wood podcast find all our podcasts songs and projects on our website protectorsofthewood.com and to all those eco warriors out there remember that everyone can make a difference and every action counts <laughs>